Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Chelsea spent £5.6 billion billion in the transfer window, and yet William was the best player on the pitch. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with all the Lions, Ollie, Berth and Chris. Guys, what were your highlights from the weekend that was? Well... As I mentioned on Friday, it was uh, Derby down Sunday uh, between mine and Chris's team, and I'm pleased to say my team won, which is which was my highlight of the weekend. That puts us top of the table now. Sorry to rub it in, Chris, but I had to mention it. So uh, yeah, that was my highlight of the weekend. <laughs> that wasn't my highlight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I can see why. That was Chris's Chris low light. I can see why. I can see why. But you made some good saves, mate. You did make some good saves. And it was uh, it was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, so. well, it was a good game. And yeah. and Berth didn't insult me this time. No. You know what? That's no, a step in the right direction. Maybe yeah, one day. Maybe it. one day you two can be friends. Oh, <laughs> maybe, Imagine the scenes. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. When Chelsea get a good striker, me and Chris will be friends. <laughs> Never <laughs> then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, got no open getting a striker anytime soon. Sooner to see exactly. flying pigs, I think. Yeah. Uh, what What about you, Ollie? What was your highlight? Uh, I had a really relaxing weekend. I, I spent um, some time sort of getting my life in order, and you know, I. I know it's, it might sound really stupid, but, uh, you know, my highlight of the weekend was uh, I, I did a good bit of cleaning that I was putting off. And I'm I'm pleased because I, I, I just knuckled down and sorted it out. Oh, nice. What was the type of cleaning? What was what was the specific? You've got to do some more details. You can't whole, just say cleaning. The whole flat I needed needed a bit of a spring clean and a tidy up. So uh, okay, it was, nice. was doing a little bit of everything. Nice. I, I, highlights, I, I don't know. Um, I I did watch the NFL Pro Bowl. I did there watch it, it is. I did watch it. It was a mix. It was some good stuff. With that, let's hit the news. Ah, uh, we're 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 looking at a Chelsea player that's extended his contract recently. That's Reese James. Look at that for a transition. He, he caused a bit of a stir on Instagram over the weekend when he posted on his story. If you've got to persuade them to help carry the bricks, they aren't the ones to build with. Now, players know what they're doing on social media nowadays. You know, there are people who are probably employed to check their posts, their likes. And if a player is to, say, like a tweet about the weather being a bit too cold today, that that means an article is already in the works to prove they're angling for a move to Real Madrid or into Miami. You know, sunshine's daily basis there. Uh who do you think upset Reese in his collection of Lego this weekend? It's a, it's a good loads. question. Uh, but, you know, if nothing else that, that Reese has said, that's excellent subcontractor advice, you mm. know? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, to be honest, uh, to be honest, Reese does this stuff all the time. I, like, and to be honest, he, he posts a, a pretty cringy Instagram quote most days. Uh, so I actually wouldn't be all that concerned if this is actually anything at all, and just because we're in bad form, people are kind of blown out of proportion. It seems like it's like 
storming a teacup for me. Mm. I, I mean, Lego sets, I've just checked, £740 for a Manelian Falcon. So Jesus. if you break, I'd be, I mean, he earns a bit more than that per week. I think he can afford a couple of them. You know, you'd still be pretty pissed if you worked hard on it. Uh, what mm. do you think, Berth? Are you are you bothered by this or like? Eh. Uh, not really. Um, it, it's better than the usual. Oh, the lads played well. We'll go again next time. Sort of bollocks that we normally see. Um, I, I don't think it's that deep, really. Um, not like Ali said. He, he Reece James does post these sort of quotes and inspirational quotes every so often. So it's nothing new, really. But maybe there's a slight dig in there. Maybe we're reading too much into it. I don't know, but. I'm not really that bothered by it, really. Chris? Yeah, I don't think there's too much to read into it. I just think players have to be a little bit careful about what they do on on social media, because especially if it's cryptic like that, that we don't really know what he's talking about, people will just make their own conclusion, and then that is dangerous. Yeah, uh, and then that becomes the narrative. Yeah, exactly, and... I think Lukaku did one as well about his, which turned out to be about his girlfriend or something. But everyone thought that was about the team, and I just think people, players should be a little bit more careful. Especially, it, it, to be honest with you, I think if you've had a what is seen as a bad result, just don't put anything. Would be better. Mm, you don't want to accidentally mm-hmm. do an interview with uh, Sky Italia. You don't I hate, want to be doing that. Do you know what? I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have a bad been, day. Uh... And then I walk into my lounge and I accidentally schedule an interview with Sky Italia. It's just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, well, Chelsea's head of midfield recruitment, Enzo Fernandez, spoke about his desire to partner Declan Rice at the bridge by uh, saying, I like Declan Rice from England. Try to watch him and learn from him. Now, this was an interview from the World Cup. So why it was trending now, beyond beyond my small brain. How are your brains processing that? Is it a nothing it seems to me like it's more nothing, to be honest. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's just it's just transfer speculation. People have gone, oh, right, okay, uh, Fernandez, uh, right, you, we know Chelsea is sometimes linked with Rice. Right, let's just see, type both into Google and see what comes up. <laughs> oh, he said something about him during the World Cup. Right, we'll put that on then. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, honestly, the one takeaway, I watched the interview, why I did, I, I, I watched it with subtitles on, of course, um hmm. hopefully like they Andre were... Santos is <laughs> yeah, no not quite um my takeaway was why was the coffee cup yellow I mean that's kind of giving me DHL or Best Buy vibes though to be fair every time I had a parcel delivered I got a free small skinny latte of caramel syrup on the side wouldn't complain it's still weird to see a yellow coffee cup but uh Chris Berth, what do you think are you sort of going Declan Rice? Yeah, okay, next um, story. Uh, I mean, let's also agree that Declan Rice is just a fantastic player, and, and most people <laughs> probably. But both stirring the pot. He's stirring <laughs> stuff here. But like, but like most people, most midfielders, most players, whether you play for Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, whatever, probably like Declan Rice. That's he's just a great player. Um, so you know, everyone probably just respects him. And just again, I I, I do think it's. Just nothing to worry about, well, not worry about, but nothing to sort of read into. Um, it, it's just one of them, just Chelsea fans and fans on Twitter just like to sort of read into things of that and sort of speculate a lot and when really, actually, it's just nothing at all. So, yeah, I, I don't think we should read in, too much into it. Shall we uh, move on to the Manchester story, Chris? Go on. All right. Well, before we head to that review, 
Manchester City have been hit with a frying pan of breaches to the face. 100 <laughs> eggs, to be precise. Uh, we've got point deductions, fines, may- maybe, just maybe, you know. Personally, I'd say the threat of having to relive the 2021 Champions League final and repeat for a year is enough. They've been accused of breaking FFP rules from 2009 through to 2018. I, I don't feel they're going to get... I feel it'll be a fine and it'll be next thing. But what, what do you think? I think... Oh, Oh no, you, I, go, Chris. you go. I am with you there. I all of the stuff that I read today about points deductions and possibly being expelled from the Premier League, <laughs> I thought, well, none of that is gonna happen. Like and it would take so many years for it to happen that it probably wouldn't matter. Like uh, what'll happen is they'll end they'll end up with some hefty fine, possibly a transfer ban for one window or they'll do something even more ridiculous, like say, oh, you can ho- you can only have a 24-man Premier League squad instead of a 25. Oh, no, my that. fourth choice goalkeeper. Oh, no. Oh, like, you leave uh, Scott it, Carson it, alone. He's, yeah, third, he's it'll third, be, third choice. He's third choice. Don't know who's fourth. It'll be, it'll be nothing, won't it? Like, it's, they, they, they'll threaten this, and it'll turn into absolutely nothing. They'll get a, they'll get a fine that they can pay quite easily. According but, to the little... Sky Sports graphic I've got here. They can suspend a club from playing in the league. Points deduction. Uh, recommend to the board that league matches are replayed. <laughs> um, expel the club. Compensation. Refuse or cancel registration of players. A conditional punishment. Order the club to pay costs or make such other orders. It thinks that conditional punishment. They have to condition each other's hair. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Ollie? That makes sense with Joe Hart, head and shoulders. Oh, there, of course. You know? What a shame uh, but... he's not there. Fourth choice keeper, he's got a new job. Absolutely. Um, I, I I, think it's very unlikely that anything will come of this. I know I know a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, but this time it will be different. And this time, you know, the fact that it's gotten this far and, you know, it can't be undone or, or whatever, or whatever, you know, they can't appeal it. All, it, all it's going to be is it's going to be, like you say, is a hefty fine, which, you know, they're one of the richest clubs in the world. They'll, who cares? The other thing it could be is a transfer ban, like Chris said, and that actually helped us. So I'm not sure if, you know, it might not even be like a bad idea. <laughs> um, well, you know, be, ca- then... be careful because the fans are already saying that this, we're going to be next. Well, and yeah, I'm sure we will be. Yeah, absolutely. Nine years. Yeah, nine years and be... six months. Yeah. yeah so... It's been a <laughs> but, naughty, um, naughty thing that they've been doing. As well, you know, like City have such financial might and and so many lawyers you know we've all seen the the funny gif of all their lawyers walking it's time to lawyer up uh you know uh, they've got so so many resources and they've also got people on the inside like isn't um isn't one of their owners also like somewhere embedded in uefa in some way and like there's there's so much there that uh, that are going in man city's favor that even if it goes to the court of arbitration for sport, the independent body for it. I just don't see anything happening that could actually really impact them in the long term. You know, like that would actually dissuade someone from doing this because look at what they've done. They've got, they've had like unprecedented success, arguably the most successful club in England over the last decade. Mm. Um, And if you don't have a punishment that fits that, you know, if they are found to have broken these rules, which it seems like to a certain degree, they might have done. Um, you know, if if the punishment doesn't fit that, then like, who cares? Who's what's going to stop people doing it again? It will just prove that the yeah. there there really is no authority that can really hold any might to you know when you've got nation states in the football game. Yeah, it's better to be rich and guilty than poor and innocent, I guess. 
Uh, what what do you think, Chris? Um, well, I mean, I think right. I I don't think I'll get punished, but I was just thinking this in my head. This would be a great scenario, right? I think what I should do is recreate the Aguero goal. We're trying to recreate it. If Aguero scores that chance, they keep every accolade they've ever won. If he misses the chance, <laughs> right, if he misses the chance, every title they've ever had gets stripped away from them and they get relegated. I swear, I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Oh, he's not, yeah, Martin Oh, we've seen it again. It. Just no, get all the boring. old PPR players back, all the old Man City players back, recreate that moment. If he scores, they keep it all. If he misses, they lose it all and put it on no, pay-per-view. That is an idea. You know what? Is. I I would I would pay for that. Yeah, well, absolutely pay. There you go. You want to generate money for the football league? Do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing that, that I thought might have been an interesting thing because they were talking about potentially Man City having to almost pay like a reparations to other teams in the in the football league, um, which would be an interesting punishment because that's not just fining. Then that's actually taking money away from from Man City and actually strengthening other other players in the Premier League. Mm, true, true. Right. With several new acquisitions on display and veteran players returning from injury, uh, there was encouraging signs for Chelsea's future. But obviously, as we know, the Blues were forced to settle for a draw despite numerous opportunities to score the game-winning goal. Uh, on the day that January signings Enzo Fernandez, Noni Madu- Maduuke both made their Chelsea debuts. You had Rhys James, Raheem Stern and Ben Chilwell all making their comebacks. Um, we hosted Fulham, obviously. Uh, it, it it did take some time for the game to get into much of a, a rhythm, but Kepper made one outstanding save to deny Andreas Pereira, who's having what a season he's having from people were laughing at him. And then he went to Brazil. Flamengo, he was amazing, comes back. He's, he's absolute fire right now. Chelsea kept coming close to scoring, but we end up with a tie. Shrug, uh... I was kind of looking forward to this game a week. That was probably my first mistake. Uh, yeah, what, I think getting, getting excited for it was our, all yeah, of our first mistakes. Yeah. What stood out for you guys from this game? Um, I, I think, uh, I, I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but I think Benoit Badgishil is probably the greatest centre-back I've ever seen. He's, um, I mean, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest. He is... Sensational! He's he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, obviously Thiago Silva is is incredible. That's not like mm. like you know, but Badger Shield has been so impressive since he's come in. He, he's not looked. The Premier League is a very hard league to adapt to, and he's come in at a young age, and he's just forished every game. He, he's not looked out of place. Positionally, I think he's fantastic on the ball. He looks really really calm. Great range of passing. Um, I, I want to see how he does without Thiago Silva next to him. That's when that, I think you can really judge. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I, I do think, yeah, if maybe he's put next to Kulabali, maybe it'd be a bit different. But I do think he looks a very, very shrewd signing from us. And I do think it's one of the better signings we've made in the past couple of years at the minute. I mean, it's, um, it's a £32 million bargain. It is. I, I, oh, that, that sounds ridiculous. Every signing it? we make that's thirty-two million, apart from like one or two, oh, absolutely what amazing. a shout! Hazard, Kante, Costa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. But he, he's, um, so, he's so yeah. impressive, though, and, and he won every tackle. And I, I think him and Thiago Silva were the two best players on the pitch. If I'm honest, do you know what's funny? He's only played three games for us. Mad, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's it's no. he's played ninety minutes in each one, so fair play. And That's we haven't very hard for our played. team. We haven't conceded. That yet, is true we? as well. It's so, very yeah. hard to play ninety three minutes for Chelsea. On the mm. Yeah, exactly. And three games, ninety minutes each one. That's hard for a Chelsea player because you get injured usually halfway through your <laughs> second game. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what what did you make of a nil nil draw? Um, you know that saying, "It's the hope that kills you." That's what it was. <laughs> it was, it was the, it was new players, same problems. We, that's an album. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me actually, but I don't think it is. You guys might might back me up or might sound completely wrong, but. Over the past few years, it doesn't seem to matter who we have in charge or what players we have. We play exactly the same way. It it looks like the exact same team, even when you've got different players in it and a different manager in charge. It looks exactly the same. Like our build-up play is exactly the same. The way we try and create chances is exactly the same. We, I can't remember. Do you know why I think that is, Chris? Go on. I, I think it's because... Because of the sort of the manager merry-go-round we've had in the past, it, what's happened is is you've got players that are all kind of, in a way, sort of from from different managers and different signings in that way, and because all of them have learnt to sort of play over a few managers, a lot of them play the same way, and so like across each manager, they sort of end up playing a version or a variation of the way they yeah. already know how to play, and. Because they've been, they've you know some of them have been three or four managers deep at this point, you know. Then it, you know, just bringing in another new manager and then more new players isn't necessarily going to make that change. Which is why I think actually there's there's some argument to persist with with the whole project idea because I think it will eventually get us out of that cycle because we'll eventually play, we'll have everyone kind of on 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 board with Potter's ideas. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Uh... To be fair, I'll give Fulham their flowers. I mean, their defense, their defense was that they bossed the game. I mean, Tim Ream was incredible, and he he's kind of, he's there like American Thiago Silva. You know, they're eight for a reason. After all, I think they're still eight. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Um, but from a Chelsea point of view, there were some some decent individual performances. We just kind of need to build that chemistry. I mean, the new dudes they look they look good. Sadly, Mudrick came off at half time, which he seemed he had a cold. Yeah. It looked like an injury at the time, but I think after the game, Potter said it was a cold. Yeah, Graham... I'm not that surprised. Graham Potter Mr. said that... Well, he stated that it was due to him having a bug in the week and not fully being over it, which we did tweet about and got some ridiculous responses back. I mean, look, most of us struggle doing an office job of a bug. Playing competitive sport would be nearly impossible. And the replies to that, you know, there's a bit of keyboard courage on full display from rival fans. I, I If another player on another team, rival Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, whatever, was to say, oh, if, I don't know, Haaland's come off at half-time because he had a bit of a cold, I wouldn't mock that because it's like, you know what, if he thinks he's fit enough to play and then he's like... Oh, to no. be fair though, saw... Haaland didn't play yesterday, which is... No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember we... I think it was Conor Gallagher had a stomach bug and he played about five minutes and yeah. went... Ugh. I remember. It's yeah, just yeah. look. We all know. We all we've all done it. We've all struggled into work and thought, "Ah, I'm fine." And then you about ten minutes in, think too many spreadsheets. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out of this. Uh, <laughs> I think Maduke, Enzo, Silva, Kepa, and Badishil did really well. 
average performances. Kai, I mean, Fafana did all right actually for his brief cameo. Yeah, Fafano's Fafana's cameo was actually pretty good. The chance he created for himself was very. I'm good. I'm kind of glad he's. It looks like he's not going on loan. We need something different, I think, you know, and, and it seems Aubameyang's being sort of phased out. Yeah. So yeah. I think given well, that, you need a different option up front than than Havertz because I'm 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 just sick of Havertz at this point. I'm sick of him not doing enough and I'm sick of him yeah. not being strong enough. You say phased out. Doing the, you know. Phased out would be like kindly removing him from the squad. He's been like shot out of a cannon. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, he, he's just he not in any squads. <laughs> he's not in. He's he's not. It's a. It was it. I don't even know what Grandpa said. I can't remember. So clearly wasn't important enough. But he said something about that situation. Probably a very typical manager answer. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna gonna be nice here and not be too much of throwing someone under the bus. Whilst I'm I don't think it. it. I don't think. I, I think a lot of people made a lot of that, a lot more out of that than it needed to be because Aubameyang was always going to be a stopgap signing anyway. Yeah. This yeah, was it, always uh, going to happen at some point. That, that that's a fucking expensive twenty million pound stopgap. Well, it's not our money. A, a right? Well, no. According to I've just looked up Abamian quickly researching. It says LAFC and Everton are interested, but that's only if they terminate his contract. Well, I doubt we're going to do that. No, I doubt we'll do that. He'll probably do, that. he'll probably go in the summer. I would have thought. Yeah, I, there are a lot of players who I thought had had actually a pretty decent game, and we had we 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 made some good chances against Fulham actually and we were a bit unlucky in some cases not to score I know Havertz did hit the post but other than that he didn't really do all that much I was really impressed with Enzo Fernandez in his first game not really knowing what to you know what to expect in terms of how he's supposed to set up in the team or if he's supposed to sit deep or go forward or whatever and the passes he was spraying around I was really really impressed it was so nice to have someone who has that vision and that range of passing you know it really feels like the first time since Fabregas like we've got someone like that in midfield now he looked um, like a proper World Cup winner you could see the really did. mentality he, the attitude wow he looked like he belonged straight away which yeah. you know and I think that sometimes it, you know when you hit the ground running like that as a signing it really is a different gravy I think you know some players had and and I hate singling them out every week because it feels like it keeps happening, but they also keep getting chosen. Mountain and Havertz they were had a awful. really, really, they had a really poor game. Oh, I know I said Havertz, Havertz hit the post, but like, to be honest, other than that, he probably could have scored a hat trick, you know, if he took his chances properly. Mm, Mount, had a, yeah. Mount had a poor game as well. I think at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be willing to say, I think Mount's not actually fully fit because that's the only thing that can explain to me what, what he's going through at the moment um, is that he just is playing every game at 80% instead yeah. of being the 100 he's used to. Cucurella was poor as well. I thought Cucurella was was really poor and that was part of the reason, as well as his illness, why Mudrik didn't really get in the game all as well as Mount sort of crowding his zone. Uh, you know, it, seem, it seemed like we were a team of individuals. Mm. Uh, and that makes sense, you know, because we've got a lot of new signings For coming sure. in. It's, people are coming back from injuries. There's new tactical ideas. It's not going to be cohesive straight away. But it really, really looked disjointed at times. I mean, Enzo comes in and that was just fresh. He was just fresh as anything because obviously he's 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 showing his ability and I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually talking of Fernandez. I'm stoked to see him play against West Ham. I really am because... If he plays anything half a like that, I saw some ridiculous. I don't know who was it. Graham Souness. Sorry if it wasn't Graham. Not like you listen, but someone had said something like he couldn't score a goal with 105 million signing. I thought, well, that's not his fucking job, is it? <laughs> you know, his yeah. job is to be a midfield creator, creative 
presence, not score thirty a season. I mean, but oh, man, I've got. I'm sorry, but I can't see any situation where Mason Mount starts against West Ham. That dude just sucked. He sucked Surely all, not. He sucked even all season. And uh, even with oh. all the injuries and stuff we've got, even though we really don't even have much of a midfield at the moment, I think you've got to start anyone except I'll, Mount. I'll bring the Chris. Just needs extended time on the bench. He just yeah, does. I'll bring Chris the Chris's in, and uh, look. This at the start of the season. This is not. I don't even think this is a hot take anymore. He was playing for his future contract. Now, now he's kind of playing for his future as a Chelsea player. You know, we saw the last two seasons. His talent. He's an eight hundred nine million pound plus player, really. But right now, he isn't even worth a lottery ticket. He just needs a break from the team. I think. I don't know what the Chris's think. Um, I mean. But- Look, I mean, I'll, you know, I love Mason Mount. You know, you certainly do. This is why um, I'm, I'm coming to you here. Um, past two years, he's been our best player. Um, that's absolutely no doubt about that. This year, he has been way off it. No, um, I I disagree with you. Actually, I think last year he had he got Player of the Season, but actually, I don't think he deserved it. Uh, I, I could, think, uh, Thiago, Thiago Silva. Yeah, it. I agree. Uh, that, okay, well, he, he got our Player of the Season past two years, and. He was yeah, one of our. Enough. He's been one of our best players the past two years, um, but I do think with Mount now, um, I think there's a confidence issue there. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him, and it, it it's affecting him. I think he's almost trying too hard. Um, I think he's when Mount's at his best, he's on the half turn. He's getting to those paces. He's picking those passes. He's getting his shots off. He's not doing that anymore. He's playing very safe, and when he is trying those long balls, he isn't picking them out. You don't see him mm. pick, getting into those holes anymore. He, he sort of, he almost looks like he's at 50% at the minute, not 100%. Um, and I do think that's pressure building on him. And I, I think that comes from him, the fans. Um, because let's face it, Mason Mount is the most polarising player at Chelsea. Um, a lot of fans on Twitter give him a lot of stick, which is absolutely unnecessary. Um, but it, it's one of them. And the minute he doesn't, Deserve a three hundred thousand pound a week contract. Um, it, it, it I don't think no, he doesn't. No, no. definitely not. Um, this three hundred thousand number is really annoying me though because I I don't think that was ever true though. Is it because you want three hundred thousand pounds per week? Well, Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? That would be nice. It'd We've be got nice. a new player. Sometimes a thank you would be yeah. Would be nice. But I, I do think amount though. I do think amount though. Um, I do think maybe he needs a bit of time. Just a couple of games on the bench, just sort of reset himself because he, he has, I think he'd he benefit with literally poor. like a month out of the team mm, I, I, I agree it wouldn't I wouldn't I, honestly I wouldn't be surprised at all if he took a month off got fit got his head right and came back and then instantly was the player we knew what do you think Chris I think the biggest thing with Mount that it seems to me is he's lost the hunger for it when when he first came into the team, especially under Lampard, he, he looked like someone who was trying to prove a point and trying to prove that he belonged at Chelsea. And then the the season we won the Champions League, it, it was exactly the same. That was when he was at his best, when he's full throttle, 100%, comes off the pitch, you, you can see he's absolutely exhausted. I don't see that from him now. He looks like a player who can't be bothered. And I don't think he's got the quality to pull that off. I don't think any of our players yeah. have. I think that's one of the, <laughs> one of the main problems we have. But he's lost all of that enthusiasm. And I, I, I don't know whether it's because... Ollie mentioned it a few weeks ago about maybe he feels under-value, undervalued and underappreciated by not being given 
the new contract. So that's why he's lost mm. a bit of enthusiasm. But I just think he got, he seems like a player who got distracted by almost reaching the top. He won the Champions League. He was one of the first names on the team sheet at a massive club like Chelsea. He was in the England squad and he's lost motivation. He looks like a player who's thinks he's made it and, you know, this is as good as it's going to be. Do you think he's coasting? Yeah, uh, yeah I is? think I think he is coasting. I think he thinks now that this is just what he is. He's, he'll be that player forever. But at clubs like Chelsea, you won't be. If he keeps playing like this, mm. he won't be there. He can't be because this might, this version of Mason Mount is an absolute shadow of the one that we've seen before. And he's got to get it back relatively quick because the team, especially with Bowley in charge, throwing money around, he, the team will move on without him and he won't be here. Yeah. That's why it, I think he needs extended time on the sideline because because I think he just needs time to get his head right, get his body right, and then you know yeah I think if if he gets that then then I don't see and then the only thing that can persist after that is an attitude problem. I think that I, it, I think you're right. I think an extended period on the sideline, but I think he needs someone who's going to tell him that he's on the sideline because he's not good enough, and he hasn't been for ages. Not like a a, a really nice. You know, go and get your head right, and and and, and take take a little break, and and then when you come back, you'll be back in the team. No, go away, mm. get your head right, come back, and then we'll see whether you get back in the team. Because this version of Mount, I don't think anyone wants to see in the team. That that links in quite well because we were talking about mentality, right? And then there's this guy who's come in today, as of today, on a short term consultancy basis. No dickheads the, um, policy. No dickheads <laughs> policy. Oh, it's just part of this uh, this thing that the um it's uh like a he's almost like a he was the po- former gm of the um of the all blacks for for new zealand i believe mm. um i can't remember his name it begins with g and um and he, yeah he's come in chelsea have contracted this guy on a short-term basis to come in and basically sort the mentality of the team out yeah good. and i think that's do you know what if anyone if that's going to help anyone that's going to help mason mount yeah we'll, we'll see how that that plays i mean i've got i wrote down quick scribble lovely handwriting here and I put biscuit bet. Conor Gallagher takes a corner against West Ham and it beats the first man. I'm not even <laughs> oh, confident. God. I don't even. It was awful. It, it, Every it corner I'll take that was bet. horrible. I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet. That's a wagon wheel for me. You think he's going to take a corner and it's going to actually beat the first man? No, no. I think there's no chance. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, I'll tell, right? tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've got a theory about this. We have had so many corner takers who hit the first man. I mean, Willian was almost famous for it at Chelsea. That's almost what he built his career off, hitting that first man. And then... That and cutting in on his right and everyone knew he would do yeah, it. Yeah, that's Probably it. one of his best games at Stamford Bridge on Friday. Yeah, it was. Um, and then Mount went through a stage of doing it as well, constantly hitting the first man. Gallagher does it now. Ziyech takes corners, hits the first man. I think we have a deliberate ploy to hit the near post, but we never have anyone run across the near post. <laughs> And I, 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 what I don't... Basically, everyone's expecting Drogba to be there, yeah, and he's not there. It's so weird <laughs> to have that many players of that ability constantly do the same thing. They must be told, hit the near post, but then no one in the box is told, run to the near post. It's... Unless it's it's an even more ridiculous conspiracy that we try and hit the fir- the first man on a corner a couple times just to throw them off. <laughs> yeah, and then once you send in a perfect one on right onto the penalty spot, 
for a, a thumping header from from Thiago Silva. They'll never expect. It. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, to be fair, it's all it's the classic. Put your hands up in the air. Put your hands up in the air. They do, and nothing happens. It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Conica's hand goes up, and it stays there. <laughs> it does. It's it's it's. Oh dear. We can we. I don't mind. I know. What well, I don't think the fucking players know what that. The hand. I know the hands meant to signal. Two hands is meant to be a set routine. Well, one yeah, hand or it, no. All, all, all I think it, it's just it, by all default it, now. All it could mean is I'm putting my hand up to tell you I'm going to hit that first man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's one. It's one hand for the first man. Two hands if it's going past the first man. Yeah. I feel. Uh, yeah, Chris, I feel. <laughs> Chris Burke, as someone who play as pe- as people who play Sunday League, obviously there's got to be people who put their arm up for a corner like that, but nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I, it's actually very rare. This is It's very rare that I always see a corner and not beat the first man in Sunday League. The corner yeah. taking in Sunday League is a lot better than it seems to be in the Premier League, it which is, is absolutely well than it is in Stamford Bridge. Definitely, it's it's mad because you can see what they're doing. You can see Gallagher trying to whip it, and Mount tries to whip it, and Winning used to try and whip it, and no one ever seemingly floats the ball into the box anymore. No one. Seemingly just tries to get it in the mix. I suppose we are quite a short team, though, at the moment. There isn't really much. Like, our biggest aerial threat is Thiago Silva. You know, like, I know Badia Shield's tall, but we haven't really seen what we can do in the air. But would you rather, like, them just hit the first one and go up for another corner and keep repeating that process? I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying maybe that's why. But if we float one in the box, you know, who knows what could happen? Because if you challenge for a header, you might not win it, but. You know, you might put the other player off, or there yeah, might be a in the, in the box. Yeah, you know, just just get it in there to cause a problem. You know, you don't have to whipping it is so hard to perfect from a corner. If you just loop it in, sometimes it'll probably cause more problems. And I don't see why more teams don't do that. The Fulham game for me though was like a light bulb moment. I think because one of the things we've all said we've struggled against, and especially I've seen people on Twitter, and rightly so this time, talking about one of the things we're struggling against is when teams high-press us and play physical, like Brentford bullied us. Uh, other teams have done it to us. I think Newcastle was the same. Leeds did it at the start of the season yeah, too. Yeah, Leeds did it at the start of the season. That was it. And I was thinking about it for, during the Fulham game because I think from the midfield, just the midfield and the forward area, we look so weak. We look like children playing against adults. Every time it's a 50-50, we never win it. We never, ever win a 50-50. All our players are so weak. Like the amount of times the ball's played into Mount or Havertz and a defender just comes behind them and takes it off them. It's ridiculous. And when I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, all, most of our success since Abramovich took over was built on having players in midfield and attack like... Mikel, Matic, Lampard, Balak, Essien, Drogba, Costa, even Torres, Maluda, Hazard, strong players who could withstand challenges and could withstand pressure. And I look in our team now and I think we've almost gone for like a 2011 Barcelona type team. All quite small, technical players, good on the ball, but not very robust. I Do you think, think that's, that's the same with the new signings, though? Someone like Enzo seems to really get stuck in. Mudrick seems pretty good at that, too. Yeah, but even... 
even Mudrick, I mean, it's difficult to tell because he only had the cameo against Liverpool and then he was sort of, you know, ridiculously ill against Achoo. against Fulham. But there was a few times even he had the ball took off him by the, the Fulham right back mm. too easily. I just, when the ball goes into our forwards and our midfielders and that they've got that under pressure, I always expect them to lose the ball. I, I, I think... The one signing that we need in the summer, in midfield especially, at, to be fair, and as a centre-forward, I would prefer, is strong people who can hold the ball. I think, whilst watching the Fulham game, and I thought, you know what we miss? Someone like Giroud. Someone to just build attacks off. The ball goes up to him, he keeps it, and he'll find someone else, or he'll hold it long enough for the team to get up the pitch. It goes up to him now, they lose it. Within two touches, they've lost the ball. So we can't ever sustain any pressure. I think the summer, we need to get some more robust, stronger players. In, I think in... that, hopefully that's what they're looking for, though, because I think, you know, because in the summer window, we, I think the, the only two, apart from a goalie, the only two real positions left that we need to fill like first team calibre is probably like a, a destroyer type centre midfielder, yeah. probably a DM. Or and uh, like a like a big striker, and yeah. so you know when you look at actually that both of those options, both of those seem like the sort of that that adds the physical side to the game. Whereas you've got someone more like Enzo in midfield who's going to be moving around, running around, playing forward passes and and creating chances. You need someone in the middle there to break up the play and start attacks off yeah. as well. Like you said earlier, he's like Fabregas. But he had Matic next to him. You wouldn't have yeah. put Fabregas next to Jorginho. It would have been pointless. Oh, for real. <laughs> that would have done my head in. And I love Fabregas. I really do. And I've got a Jorginho. It would have been like that one oh. uh, Simpsons gif where the one. Have <laughs> you seen the one episode where uh, they go to watch the football and they're, and one team just passes the ball to each other? Yeah. That would have been the kind of midfield that would just bombed. It would have been awful. Oh, it would have been, been really good like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's when true. when like the high press wasn't really a thing and yeah. all the rest. Yeah, so the emoji game review. I mean, for me, yawning face. <sighs> yeah, a game that I could put on repeat and not find a highlight from. Good for a nap. What 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 was your reviews in the emoji forum? Hmm. Oh, do you what know what? I it? forgot we were doing this. <laughs> yeah, let me just go through my emojis. Uh, I remember. Hey, I've Caleb, got mine. Caleb wants you to hear this, so come on. <laughs> I've got mine. Mine would be, you know, just the the man shrugging his shoulders. That feels like every Chelsea game recently. <laughs> that that's Graham Potter on the sideline, just thinking. Well, yeah. I've bought a new team. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what mine would be? Mine would be, you know, the emoji with the guy with the glasses and like the read, like the mustache and like the big eyebrows, the one who looks like he's in a disguise. Yeah. Like that a guess who character. Yeah, that would be mine because most of those players are frauds. Most of those players Ooh. are stealing that yeah. Oh, nice. hot take. Uh, uh, my one would be the uh, the green face feeling sick emoji uh, <laughs> because um, the fact that we've uh, Fulham have got four points off us this season makes me feel ill. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's mental as well when you think about it. Oh, right. It's time. You already heard the sound effect, but Monday hot take. Uh, you already know what it is by now. So, you know, is it hot? Is it going to be a complete load of trash? Uh, 
This week we go to Sky Sports News, and that's, oh, that's trash. <laughs> In the bin, get out of here! Right, James Alcott was on the Saturday Social where they were oh, we, ranking. We like James, he's uh, he's got a good YouTube channel. When the, I I Saturday Social, I put it on, just go, eh, eh, not really. Eh. I, I watch it on YouTube. I don't watch it on the TV. TVs are old. I don't do that anymore. Old school. Um, they were ranking the Chelsea signings when he said this about Jao Felix. Felix is not an out and out striker. You've spent too much money on him. I would put him in E. He isn't a bad player, but he's a bad purchase. Uh, we haven't purchased him for a fact. I mean, uh, loan fees are loan fees. I just I don't care enough about loan fees anymore. And he came on f- against Fulham and he was great until he two-footed a player. So... <laughs> If he can remove that from his Chelsea game and, you know, actually do more with the ball instead of the opposition player, I, I think he could be a good player. I think we, I, yeah. I think that is a hot take because only because I think it's too soon to tell whether he actually is going to be any good for us or not. Well, 40 minutes. Was it 40 minutes? It was something like no, 36 like minutes or something like that. It wasn't that long. Uh, it was 60 six, minutes, weren't it? Six oh, minutes? No. no, it was an hour. Was it an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was definitely it was second half, wasn't it? He got sent off. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so it was for me. It was. I don't think that's enough time for to be really able to judge someone uh, in terms of like what they are like as a player. Not really. And the, the kind of the it's the reason the jury's out for me a little bit with Mudrick at the moment as well. Because have you ever been on Twitter? Feel... <laughs> yeah, I know. You judge a player <laughs> after just how they hold the shirt up. Oh, yeah, that's you... useless. <laughs> Yeah, he's rubbish. Have you seen his stats? One, you know, expected mouthful of spaghetti every you know, 15 <laughs> games or whatever is ridiculous. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think for me, that's that that's a hot take I can't get behind only because I just think it's too soon for him. I, I, you know, I think we probably need to see three, four, five more games for him before we can even really consider whether it's a good idea to buy him or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think... Like we always said, like Twitter's very fickle. Mudrick, for example, is no. the best player in the world a couple of weeks. <laughs> Mudrick was the best player a couple of weeks ago now. He's a flop again. So, I mean, Felix looked unbelievable for 60 minutes to say he's, he's you know, ranked E or whatever it was. Um, I just think it's a bit ridiculous. Um, he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. We all know that. That's nothing new. Mm. Um, I think what Felix is good at is he's a creator. He will get your goals. Um but he's a creator. He's like that hazard. He can unlock defences with his skills and flicks. And of course, he'll be back know, against that... West Ham, right? Exactly, and yeah. it's something we've been lacking. So I think it's a very good signing or loan signing. Um, uh, fees or whatever, you can't count that until we actually buy him. Yet, I, I don't think. And if he gets us to, well, I don't know where we're going to finish. But if he does well for us this season, then I, I think it's money well spent. I think. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think an E is harsh. I mean, very I harsh. You can't really. I agree He's been with what here, what, ten said. seconds. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't judge him. Like the best you could say about him at the minute is average. Like you, from what we've seen, he was good for sixty minutes, but who knows? How he might be absolutely awful now, or he might be incredible. The only thing true that he said was he's not an out-and-out goal scorer, and we all know that. But I don't think he was signed to Factual be one. Factual statement. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, if, uh, to cut to to make him an E, I think is 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 really harsh. I guess that I guess the the part of the take though was actually as well is that he wasn't saying he's a bad player. He was saying it was a bad. 
it was a bad choice to sign him. Whereas it was, say, when, I mean, when Chelsea need a striker, he's not an out yeah, and out one. So I, I, I can kind of see that. where he's where he's where he's coming from on that one. But you could also argue we need a creator, you know. Mm, and now yeah, we've got Enzo, yeah. that's helpful. But we need players who can make something out of nothing because, yeah. uh, you know, Lord knows our strikers aren't going to do that. That is And at true. the same time, you're not going to get a top class traditional number nine in January. I just don't think no. it's going to happen. We did it once with Olivier Giroud. Probably hard to repeat that magic trick. Yeah. That, exactly. Is Fernando that... Torres a joke to you? No. <laughs> hey, I am a big Fernando Torres fan. He is one of our best But you can even forwards. argue, he wouldn't even play as an out-and-out striker in this modern day. He would play as like an inside forward, probably. Uh... Yeah, he probably would. Especially during his Chelsea days, because that's sort of what he developed into, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Torres was a proper legit signing. I'm, I'm he was the original flop. He was, he was the, yeah. the start of the flops. He was. Yeah. He was like if you can win OG. a world, if you can win a World Cup, a Euros, and a Champions League, and be a flop, then I'd love to do that. Why not? Right, we'll go through our Lion of the Week predictions from Friday. Oh, oh let's God. not bother. Well, <laughs> oh. yeah, let's just wrap right. it up now. Birth, Birth, Chris and Ollie had a bit of a, a cold. Um, they they went with Mudrick. I went with Mudueke, which he, he did all right, it, it was but it more, weren't. I think that's the, the best option. Out it of... was better. Enzo <laughs> was... Enzo was the true line of the week for me. I don't think yeah. anyone could. Yeah, it's just simple as that. Enzo wins by a mile. Uh, we should have seen that one coming. We should. That's that's for Friday. We can do that Friday. Um, with that though, uh, thanks for listening as always to the episode. Uh, hope you. Tri- I wasn't saying that to you, by the way. Uh, I'm saying it to the listeners. You know, you're. <laughs> oh, well, oh, thank you, you for the episode. Sorry, thank you. I hope you have a good week too. I've never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't oh, matter about us, does it? It's been, it's been, it's been rad. It's always has been when we've got the uh, the full team together. But we'll be back, of course, for another episode of At the Bridge Pod on Friday. So till then, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.